Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that... Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. We're going to continue tonight. Uh, we started the last time we were together. We named it the Remnant of the People. And we talked about, and, and, and I, I started going through the scriptures and, and looking about the times when God spoke about the remnant. And there's always been a remnant. God has never, ever uh, completely destroyed. You know, we, we talked about, I think we talked about anyway, if not, we're going to talk about a few minutes about Noah and how Noah was a remnant. 
him and his wife and, and his, uh, his family, his animals that was brought. That was it. And God started all over with that remnant. And, and what we're trying to get across here in this, uh, this uh, study that we're doing here is to get the people to understand that there is a remnant. The calling of that remnant forth is now. It's happening all over the, the world, especially even here in the United States of America, that the remnant is being pulled. And God is drawing the remnant closer and closer and closer to Him because of the time that's at hand. Because we stand as no other generation has ever stood on the face of this earth, and we will do that which the, the other generations have, have, will have longed to have done. And as we read the stories about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the stories about Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Daniel, Peter and Paul and James and John and all the things that, that, that was written about these great men and great women that was in the Bible, we get to believe in that, bless God, that, you know, it was something spectacular for them to be who they were, to be here on this earth. But as you've heard me minister for many, many, uh, uh, you've heard me minister for many, many uh, uh, years now, this remnant, which is here now, God uh, placed here and, and uh, designated us, and if you will, uh, predestinated us to be here on this earth at this time for us to usher in, once again, Mashiach, Messiah, to this earth. So we, even though we don't have these great men and women of God, what we do have is you and I. And God, God at the foundation of this world, as I've probably said many, many times, He anointed us, He ordained us for this time, and now it's our turn. And as I keep saying over and over again, if we don't get this done, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And somebody has got to stand up. People are going to have to start taking charge that know that they're hearing from God, that have track records, and going to have to begin to move the remnant in the direction in which God wants the remnant to move. Now, let's go to, let's start tonight into the book of Ezekiel, the sixth chapter. Now, you know, it always looked to me like, as I studied the Old Testament, the Tanakh, it always looked to me like that, bless God, that Israel would get straightened up, the prophets would come and finally get them straightened up, and then, bless God, you'd turn a few pages and they were back out doing the same thing in the world that they, they had done previously. And that seems to be the record or the track record of mankind, or at least the track record of God's children, uh, the one minute serving God, the next minute not serving God. So we're gonna, we're gonna start tonight in Ezekiel, the sixth chapter, the eighth verse, and as we did the last time we were together, there's going to be quite a few scriptures here, so there's going to be quite a bit of reading tonight. But you hang on, and we'll get through it. Ezekiel 6, starting in the 8th verse. Let me turn the page here. 6, 8. Yet will I leave a remnant, that you may have some that shall escape the sword among the nations, when ye shall be scattered through the countries. Now, I want to stop there, and what I want to say about that. We know that we're in a, a time, a, a very dangerous time, very perilous time. We know that we've got all types of things. I know back in the early 90s, uh, I began to prophesy all these big fires that we're seeing now all over the United States, down in Florida, across Texas, across, you know, Kansas, the bless God out in California. I, I talked about the fires. I talked about the earthquakes. I talked about the floods. I talked about the bless God, the, the weather changes. Talking about how that the bless God, our weathering patterns were going to change and we weren't going to have, and, and of all things in the world, here it is today's a, the 12th day of, of, of May, and bless God, we're all uh, thinking about wearing at least good, good heavy sweaters outside the, Today I had a sweatshirt on today when I mowed the yard of all things in this world, and it was it was actually the wind was was cool, probably cooler than we would ever want it to be. What's this all about? It's about God and God trying to still say to the people of this earth, "Listen up, folks. This is not normal. What's going on? And the reason it's not normal is because I, the Lord God, have had all I'm going to put up with, and I'm bringing judgment." We talked about the diseases. We talked about the bless God, the hurricanes, the tornadoes. My Lord, we've had more tornadoes right now. They say than that already that we usually have in a whole year's time. We had before, and I'm talking about before the, before the month of May ever started. And bless God, they're still coming. They're still going on. Still taking place. Well, the, the Lord God said that in all this, in all this calamity, see, no matter what we want to say, no matter how righteous we can walk before God, we are still going to have to go through the judgment. And that's really what he was saying here. Now, he's going to save some a remnant out from that. 
Now listen as he goes on, talking about this. And they that escape of you shall remember me among nations, whether they shall be carried captive, because I am broken with the, the, their whorish heart, which uh, hath departed from me, and with, the, with their eyes, which go a-whoring after their idols, and they shall loathe themselves uh, for the evils which they have committed in all the, their abominations. Then he goes on to say, And they shall know that I am the Lord, and that I have not said in vain that I would do this evil unto them. Now, and, and you know, really, now this, this, you know, you gotta realize something. When Ezekiel prophesied this, this wasn't written down. Alright? And I mean, we're reading it now and going, wow. The fact of it is, he prophesied this, and then at a later date, these things were, these things were written down. The things that he said, the things that he did uh, for God. But what he's saying here, he said that, that because of their evil, he said, he said I, I would do this evil unto them. And in other words, God said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it to all of them, but I am going to save a remnant out of that. And that remnant that we're talking about today, God is saving out, only he's doing it in, in probably a, a different manner in which he did it beforehand, or at least here, is because what God's doing now is he's drawing that remnant out and causing that remnant to, to, to walk up right before him. Uh, even though we're going to have to go through this thing, we're going to go through these plagues, we're going to go through these uh, catastrophes that, 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 are, that are already coming, are going to come under the face of this earth, but we're, we're, God's going to save the remnant. He's going to pull a remnant and save it. Now, as I keep saying, the, the, the thing that fascinates me, that God by His Spirit is beginning to pull, a, a, draw this remnant out from among the churches. And it, it fascinates me that people are coming and people are saying, you know, to hear you teach on Sabbath, they would never heard anything taught like that before, and the way you teach it, and the way you make it absolutely, uh, you know, I told, in fact, I told Donna we were on the airplane, I said, you know, Donna, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start writing a book, and I said, I can already see the front cover of the book, it's Moses holding the, the two tablets of, of the commandments in his arms, and, and I'm going to title the thing, Who Changed the Sabbath? Who Changed the Sabbath? And I'm going to go walk all the way through it, because I said, people don't know. People don't have the foggiest idea why we do church on Sundays being Christians. They just, that's just the way it was always done. Well, the Sunday is our Sabbath. Sunday is our, 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 our day of rest. Sunday's this. But the fact of it is, it's not that. Again, what's God doing? He's bringing a remnant and the remnant is beginning to see truth. The remnant always is able to see truth. Let's go, let's go to Ezekiel 14. We're going to start, well, there's only two verses there. I'm going to use 14, 22, and 23, alright? Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and you shall see their way and their doings. And you shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they shall comfort you when you see their ways and their doings, and you shall know that I have not, have not done without cause all that I have done in it, saith the Lord God. So he's saying, look, uh, he said, uh, uh, he's, again, in that 22nd verse, shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth. A remnant shall be brought forth. We, we are fortunate to be. Uh, you know, it's probably never fun to be a part of that remnant because the fact of it is, when you're a remnant, you're something that's been saved out of everything else. When you, when you stop and you think about that, God has chosen us. And we get very concerned, and I know I, I'm hearing from people uh, uh, on, the, on the Internet, and they write to me and they're concerned because they can't seem to get their families to see this. They can't seem to get the, the next-door neighbors to see it or people that they go to church with to see this thing. And the fact of it is, folks, not everybody's going to see this. Hundreds of millions of people are going to die, and there's no diffs, ands, or buts about that. The fact of it is, though, that not all of us are going to die. And the reason we're not going to die is because why? God has chosen us, and God has pulled or drawn us by His Spirit, our, our Spirit to His Spirit, for this last day scenario that's about to take place on this earth, or even now is unfolding on this earth. Let's go to Zechariah, the book of Zechariah, and we're going to look there in, in the eighth chapter of Zechariah and the first verse. Again, the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I was jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I was jealous for her with great fury. 
Thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, and the mountain of, of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for every age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, It is a marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in those, these days. Should it also be marvelous in mine eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. There it is again. Everything's going to end up all right. The calamity, the, the, all the hell that's going to break loose, and there's still going to come that time when things are going to be okay. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country. I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong. Ye that hear in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets, which were in the days that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid, that the temple might be built. And that is real strong stuff. Now let me read that again. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong, ye that, 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 that hear in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets. That's not changed any. The words of the prophet today, and you know, are going to either, you're either going to hear the true prophets, the true words that they're speaking, or you're not. Uh, now, for, the tenth verse says, For behold, these days there was no hire for man, there was no jobs of security for, for any hire for, for, for beast, neither was there any peace to him that went out or came in because of the affliction. For I set all men, every one against his neighbor. Now, what does that sound like? That's exactly what's coming. All right. He, but he said there wasn't any way to make any money. There was nothing going on. But now I will not be into the residue of this people, as in the former days, saith the Lord of hosts. So there was change. There's going to be, and you know, there's going to be the great time. In our case, we're going to usher back the Mashiach, Messiah. For the seed shall be prosperous, the vine shall give her fruit, and the ground shall give up her increase, and the heavens shall give their due, and I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. The remnant is going to possess. See, that's the reason I keep saying to the people, even though all of this is going to go on, and it is going to be hell right here on this earth, it's going to be tough. But the fact of it is, the remnant, those people that bless God that are listening to the prophets so they can prosper, so they can, you know, they can, they're going to escape this thing. They're going, we're going to have to go through it. Every one of those people went through what was going on by the judgment of the hand of God in that day and time. But they came out on the other side unscathed. All right? And that's the, that's the thing that, that I have got uh, that be probably the, uh, such a mountain to climb is to get people to understand, put fear for, far from you and understand that the Lord God is going to do these things. He is no, he's, he's, he's no bless God, respecter of persons. What he did for all of these children then, and we're his children now, he's going to do for us, and even more so. Why? Because we are the last we are the last. We are the last. We're not the middle. We're not the beginning. We're the last of this thing. Now he goes on to say, 13, And it shall come to pass that as ye were a curse among the heathen, you were, O house of Judah and house of Israel. Now who is that? Both the north and south kingdom. Okay. The Ephraim and, and Manasseh. So will I save you, and ye shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. He said, "I'm going to save you. You're going to be. You're, you, you were a curse. Among, you were. You ye were a curse among the heathen. We. we and, and you know, you look at where we're at now, folks. I'm. I, you know, we keep saying Christian nation, Christian, Christian, Christian. My Lord and my God. You know. Let me. Let me prophesy something to you. We have watched and we have seen all this. And if you remember this prophet and what I I said." When all this came up with all this, the, the, the terrorism and this stuff began to happen, what we have tried to do in this country, we have opened this country up, instead of having people coming into this nation that would conform to our ways of life, we decided that what we needed to do was let everybody come in and do their own thing. 
Now, when we talked about freedom of religion, it was a freedom... Now, listen, and I'm going to use some words that would be modern today that wouldn't have been applicable then, but we can talk this way today so you can understand it. You can come in and you have a choice. You can be a Baptist. You can be a Methodist. You can be a Lutheran. You can be Episcopalian. You can be a Catholic. You can be a Charismatic, a Pentecostal, or any of these other things, as long as Jesus Christ is at the forefront of it. That's what this nation was founded upon. That's the reason everybody, our forefathers, came here was for what? Religious freedom to serve the Lord God through His Holy Son, Yeshua Jesus. Now, what we have done in all these years, the histories of this great nation is, now we have turned this thing around to the place where it's looking like we can't serve the Lord uh, God and His, and his, uh, His Holy Son, Yeshua. What we've got to do now is equally let everybody and us be on the same terms. Do you realize that is an abomination in the eyes of God? To even consider doing that? And yet we have done that. And my this prophet, this prophet has stood up long and hard and said very simply, the best thing to do for these folks is, is put them on a boat and send them back to where they came from. That's what I've said, and I said it from the beginning. You're either going to come in this nation, you're, you're going to take an oath, to the flag of this nation, one God under one God, okay, this nation indivisible under one God, and you're either going to live according to our customs, according to, to that which we believe in, why should we change our lives to suit them when this is our nation? Somebody say amen, because I'm telling you the truth. This is our nation. This nation doesn't belong to the Muslim. It doesn't belong to the, it doesn't belong to the Buddhist. This nation belongs to Christian, God-fearing people. And yet we have let people come in here because somebody, and, and somebody on the, you know, so far outside the, 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 the center of all this thing has got this thing so turned around now that we don't have prayer in a school. We can't get the Ten Commandments and government poverty. We can't say prayers in government places. We can't do anything. And yet that's what this nation was, was all spent on. And I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be places in the face of this earth that's going to do this thing, and the way they're going to protect themselves and get rid of terrorists, they're going to flat invite them to leave, and if they don't leave, they're going to boot them out. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to take place. And you watch it happen. Because why? Because there's no alternative to this thing. See, we, 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 are, among, we are among heathens. We are among... Do you realize what I'm saying? We are among heathens. We're not, we're not blessed God all holier than thou because we serve the Lord our God and, and you know, this nation's a nation, one nation under the Lord God himself. No, 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 no. That stopped a long time ago. But now what we're doing is a remnant is coming out and if we can get the, the coalition of this thing and we will get it put together, we are going to have a, a we're going to have a word, we're going to have a say in this nation. Because you want to know why? When there's enough of us that'll stand up, enough of us will say, Look, this is the way it's going to be, enough of us will, this thing can get strong enough, and I'll tell you why it can finally get strong enough, because we're going to do it under one a one association. It's not going to be done with the Baptists, the Methodists, the Catholics and everybody trying to do it. It's going to be under one one flag, which is the Lord God's flag himself. And it's not going to be split up among all these denominations. We're going to be somebody who'll have to be dealt with. Somebody's going to have to be reckoned with. Why? Because, bless God, we're right. We are the children of God. We're not the back of the bus. We're the front of the bus. Bless God, God intended from the beginning for us to be the front of the bus. But what we have done, we have let other people come in and dictate to us and absolutely steal and absolutely, absolutely destroy the things of God, and, and the way that this, this country should have been run, as it was run in the beginning, and even more so in these last days. Let's go on. For thus saith the Lord God of hosts, as I thought to punish you uh, when you, your fathers provoked me to wrath, saith the Lord of hosts, and I repented not. So again have I thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem, to the house of Judah, fear ye not. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his, brother, his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of, of you imagine evil in your heart, uh, hearts against his neighbor. And let no false oath, for all these are things that I hate, saith the Lord. And right now, that's exactly where we're at, period, in this thing. Okay? We're in this thing, and bless God, we got ourselves so wrapped up into all this false stuff 
a false uh, 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 judgment of, of this, that, and everything else. So most of us don't know which ends up. And the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, the fast of the tenth, shall be to the house of Judah joy and gladness, cheerful feast. Therefore, love the truth and peace. And we need to learn to love the truth and peace. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, It shall yet come to pass that there shall, there shall come people, and the inhabitants of many cities. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord, and seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem, and to pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of out of all languages of the nations, even take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, if we go back and look at that, and, and, and we will in that 23rd verse, it's interesting. For he says, The Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to, pa- it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nation. There's going to be ten men. In other words, they're not going to be, they're not going to be right there in and speaking a Hebrew by any means. And even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew. Now, now notice the word even, okay, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, why, why would it be that it would say that? Because you see, God chose, God chose Israel. God chose the Hebrews. Out of all the nations and peoples on this earth, they were but the smallest, and God chose them. And God said, I will make you my people. And I, and I, you know, and, and God made, made us His people. And he, he did, he did it such a wonderful way that he said that if, if you would be a stranger, that you would come into the land of the Hebrew people and you would keep His covenant, then you too would be known as a Hebrew. You too would be known as that as his child, as part of the program of which he gave to them, the covenant in which he swore unto all of Israel. And so, and so it was, and so it grew, and so it has been. And it's not been anything that, that, that bless God, is, is indifferent within itself. I know that, uh, that bless God, that we, you know, we get so many people trying to say, well, isn't it all the same God? No, it's not all the same God. Dear God in heaven, it's not even close to being the same God. The whoever, whatever God did, the people of, oh yeah, they, well, our, our God's the God of, uh, you know, uh, of Abraham, you know, he's our father, so it's God. No, it's not. Because I'm going to tell you what, if it was, then we'd all be saying the same thing. And because it's not, then one of our gods is lying. Either that or our God talks out of two sides of his mouth and he speaks one thing over here to the Muslim people and he speaks one thing over here to the blessed God to the rest of the, to his children over on this side. No, we're the chosen of God. Ishmael was never the chosen of God. Ishmael was told of him that he would war, he would make war, and, and bless God, all he would know would be war, and when he didn't have anybody else to war with, he would war with his own people. And is that not exactly what they have done over there throughout all these generations? Of course it is. And now we've got Iran coming up. You know, I spoke way back in August of last year, and I was asked uh, what, was, what was the next great threat that was going to come, and I said, it's Iran. This long before the new, the new president came in. And, and, and they said, oh, it's going to be Iran. Well, don't you think it's going to be this or the Palestinian that? And I said, no, it's going to be Iran. Iran is going to rise up. Iran is going to, is going to bring forth nuclear power. Iran is going to defy the world. It's not, Iran has always defied the world. And then I was asked the next question, well, how do you solve that? I said, blow them off the map. That's the only way it can be solved. We're either going to do, we're either going to do away with Iran or Iran's going to do away with the rest of the world. And when the world wakes up and understands this, sooner they do, the better off we're all going to be. The fact of it is, if the United States of America would get out of the way and sit down and shut up long enough to let Israel do what Israel's always done, Israel would go over there and blow that thing up and it'd be over. That'd be the end of it. They did that once with them a number of years ago and they'll do it again. But you know now, uh, well, little old Israel's got its hands tied because Big Brother, you see, a Joseph being the United States, a type of a Joseph, the United States is not being as kind as Joseph was there in Egypt. Uh, bless God, we're, uh, we're given uh, uh, Israel all this stuff, 
but we got strings attached to all of it, and now we're trying to make Israel uh, do what uh, we want Israel to do. Now, uh, the latest thing, and I think you sent this to me, Mark, uh, where now that they've decided the new president here of Israel, now as the prime minister, is decided now that they're going to divide up Jerusalem. And I believe you heard this prophet stand and tell you that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to divide up Jerusalem and bless God. Everything's going to see. That's when everything's going to get peace, peace. Everything's going to be fine. But let me tell you, let me tell you the oath that they have made to their God. Let me, you know, uh, it's not good when you start making vows. But the vow that the Muslim people have made to God, the, the Ishmael's family has made to God, is that they will kill every Jew and every infidel on the face of this earth to cleanse the land with our blood. That is the vow that they take, and it doesn't matter whether they're this age or whatever age it is, they vow that to their God. That is what they're going to do. They have no intentions of this thing being any different in this day, in this hour, than, bless God, than it's always been with them. Now, this, now this, uh, this uh, idiot that's running uh, Iran right now, He's just dumb enough to shoot his mouth off, and, and he's not smart enough to keep his mouth shut. But you want to know something? You give the devil enough rope, he'll hang himself every time, and I don't care if it's a Christian or it's a Muslim or who it is. You give them enough rope, and they'll hang themselves. And that's exactly what this guy's doing. He can't keep his mouth shut. He's trying to stand up and be defined. I wonder if he ever thought about looking at, at, at Saddam Hussein. I mean, he's just sitting over there marking his time till they take him out and either behead him or shoot him because it, because they uh, the, the, he defied America too, didn't he? But the fact of it is, he did. Now, now let me tell you what all is going on with all this stuff. We are seeing the land of which was given to us uh, by the Lord God Himself. We're seeing uh, Joseph again, uh, uh, the modern-day age Joseph, is out here taking back land for Israel. And, and bless God, now America doesn't know that, okay? America doesn't know that. In fact, they're too busy making money in the oil business right now in the government to worry about too much else, and now they can't answer those questions. So they're not there representing me or you. They're there representing me, myself, and I, meaning them. Listen to this prophet as I'm talking to you prophetically. These are all signs that are now coming because the people wouldn't listen and because they wouldn't listen, now this thing is doing what? It's becoming worse, and it's becoming worse, and it's becoming worse, and it's becoming worse. And now these, now you notice the gasoline prices went down a little bit now, didn't they? Uh, yeah, because uh, all the growling and grumbling and the carrying on and all the stuff taking place, they're not going to be able to sell cars. You're either going to have to have a car payment or you're going to buy gasoline. And let's face it, that's what it's going to come to. Well, what's that going to end up doing to the economy? But you see, the greedy people on one end don't care about the greedy people in the, building the car end. And so, therefore, the, the, what happens? If you bite and devour one another, you'll be what? You will be bitten and devoured one of another. And that's exactly what is taking place, and it's going to be more and more uh, 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 profound as we get into this thing in the next few years as we watch this thing grow and take place. We will see. We will see the end of the matter. Now... Turn with me in the book of Jeremiah, and we're going to uh, go to Jeremiah, the second chapter. Dear God in heaven, He knows exactly where this thing's going. He knows how we're going to get there, and thank God that He does. Jeremiah 2, starting in the fifth verse. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone forth from me, and have walked after vanity, and have become vain? Neither said they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and a shadow of death, through a land that no man passeth through and where no man dwell? And, and I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled the, my land and made mine heritage an abomination." The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not profit. Now, again, that is an exact picture of America today. 
the prophets or the so-called prophets today, they're, they're, they are walking after things that don't profit anybody but themselves, all right? Anybody but themselves. And, and, and bless God, you know, God, I think every, I know every city I go to, I say, I find myself saying the same thing. There are so many voices that are going on. There's so many people speaking so many things and calling themselves prophets. How is anybody going to know what is the right direction to go? If you, if you go the wrong way, the powers of darkness aren't going to be concerned about you any longer. So you're following some voice over here. You know, you're listening to somebody, well, God said it this way. But isn't that what the Lord said was going to happen? Said, oh, in the last days, they're going to say, oh, he's over here and he's over there. Well, you want to, you want to understand something. You want to understand. You've got to find a real voice and you've got to listen to a real voice of God. Not somebody, bless God, that's, you know, that's out here trying to do what? Profit themselves. Wherefore I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. Notice how he's, it's, it's changed here because he's talking to the children's children. Not only with you, but to the, your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Chittim and see and send Kedar, and consider diligently, and see if there be such a thing. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are not yet no gods, but my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Now, that's quite a statement, isn't it? He's trying to get him, he's trying to shake him up here. He said, their, their glory, they have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. What was their glory? Keeping the covenant. That was their glory. That is our glory still to this day with the testimony of Yeshua. Is doing what? Is being able to understand that, bless God, that he, he said they've changed their glory. Now what are they doing? He said they're out here. Be, be, be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horrified, hor- horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters." That's the first thing that we have done. We have forsaken him and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So we, we are guilty. We are guilty in both counts. We have, bless God, what? We have, we have forsaken the fountain of living waters. The only, the only thing in this world is going to be able to save us, to bring us through, is the glory of Almighty God himself and the counsel on which he has given the prophets throughout the ages. That's it. There is, there, 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 it's not that difficult. But you know the thing that, I, that, that, that I'm astonished at? Traveling this nation, I'm astonished as how few people have taken the time to actually study and try to find out what Christianity, where it came from, what took place with it. And when I start on this thing and tell people there's not going to be a rapture, you ought to see their eyes. There are places I go that you could hear a pin on, on a carpet like this. You could actually hear it bounce. Uh, it gets so quiet. And it's like I tell them, everything, Amos, Amos 3.7, there is nothing going to come. There's nothing going to be proclaimed. There's nothing even can even start to be changed unless it's done out of the mouth of a real prophet. That's the way it is. That's the way God said it. That's the way it's always been. The little girl that had the dream of the house going up, and the pastor decided that he would interpret that as the catching away of the church. He wasn't a prophet. She was not a prophetess. So therefore, guess what, boys and girls, it don't count. And that's the way it works. That's the way it has to work. There has to be what? A system. The system was all set within the hands of the prophets. The prophets would hear from the throne room of God. Do you know what ruined all this? The charismatic and Pentecostal movement ruined this. It was in, it was in hand, except with the Methodists and the Baptists and, and, the, and the Episcopalians and the Lutherans and the Catholics and whoever else I, I left out there. It was all in hand uh, there except for one thing. They didn't believe there was ever going to be any more prophets. They were all there. It was over. Okay? That's what they believed. So therefore, then come along the Pentecostals. Well, bless God, then they, they believed that there could be prophets. Then come along the, the Charismatics, and bless God, they begin to say they're prophets, and then all of a sudden everybody become prophets. 
I know we were in a in that thing here a few weeks ago with the prophecy club, and and we were talking about that they wanted me to speak something about the fivefold ministry. And I said, well, the only thing they're interested in hearing about is the apostles and the prophets, and everybody out there thinks they're prophets. So I said, well, I just use my time doing that. And that brother looked at me and he said, well, you're right. And I said, well, I know I'm right. I said, the fact of the matter is, I said, you know, I said, I suppose we could end this real quick here in the first night of meetings, and all I need to do is walk down the aisle and say, you are, you aren't, you are, you aren't, and probably any of them, all of them won't be. I said, then, my Lord and my God, then we wouldn't have to worry about coming back because it'd make them all mad and they'd all go home. But the fact of the matter is, that's what's happened to us, that we got now, now we got so loose with the thing that nobody ever, it's like a big smorgasbord. You just find what sounds good. What delights you? And what makes it? And I, every city I go to, I tell them the same thing. Do you know what most people believe prophets are? People that come around and give you some little word of, and encourage you about you, your ministry, and all that. Oh, the Lord God is saying that. Oh, sister, God, you've been called to travel the world. Multitudes are going to be saved. You're going to work miracles and even raise the dead. You are a prophetess if there's ever been one. And, 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 and take up the collection. You're going to get money in it. Okay? And, and, and so that's what, that's really where we, we came to. And we didn't realize that, bless God, that, that, that He, He, we have forsaken the fountain of living waters, and bless God, the cisterns that we have made won't even hold water, period. Even if it was the living water, even, even when the living waters come, the cisterns are cracked to hold the living waters of God that won't even, the, the goods, the water that comes in, it goes out right along with the rest of it. Why? Because, bless God, we don't know the good from the bad from the ugly. We don't understand that anymore. Let's go to uh, the third chapter, and in the, in the twelfth verse, and it says, Go and proclaim these words toward the north, and say, Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep, keep anger forever. And thank God that he won't. Somebody say, Amen. Thank God that He won't stay angry forever. He is merciful. There's a time. There's a time for judgment, and bless God, it doesn't go on forever. And thank God that it doesn't. Only acknowledge thy iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Now, what's he saying? Well, he's saying the same thing in the nation today. Come back to me. But proclaim, fess up, acknowledge the fact that you sinned against me. This nation is not going to, this nation doesn't even know God. How in the world are they going to acknowledge the fact that they have sinned against Him? They can't. Because why? They don't know Him. And I don't care if the, the president stand, goes to church every Sunday somewhere, and they always have gone somewhere to, every Sunday to church. From any time that I can ever remember, the president on Sunday goes to somebody's church. Well, that doesn't mean that you're a, they're men of God. It doesn't mean that they're saved. It doesn't mean they're born again. It doesn't mean they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Bless God, it doesn't mean any of those things. The fact of it is that, that we are a backslidden nation. He says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. Now, this is serious stuff. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. He said, Look, you're mine. I'm married to you. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, that is what is coming. He said, I will raise up. God has raised up, and he is now raising up. This whole thing with the prophets is to do what? Is to raise up ministry that's going to come and begin to minister into the things of the prophets and do what? And raise them up. Feed them with knowledge. Feed them with understanding. And it shall come to pass when, when ye be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall, shall that be done anymore. Now that's definitely last day scenario, and it's us. Why is there still such a deal about where is the ark of the covenant? Isn't it a thing? Every once in a while you'll see it come up on TV. It's always word of what's God saying? <laughs> Don't be concerned about that anymore. You know why God said that? He ain't in the box no more. He's not there. It doesn't amount to anything anymore. It it, it, it can't do anything. What, what what's that all about? You know that goes back to the same old thing. Bless God, you know they were afraid of the ark at the time. 
You know, somebody mishandled at that time. They died. You didn't touch it wrong. You died. But the fact of it is, he said it will be remembered no more. That You won't visit it anymore. There's no reason for it anymore. Why? He made a new covenant. He came out of the box. He said, I will write my laws upon their hearts and in their minds. And that's what God did. And, and he was talking last day. He was talking end-time scenario. He's talking right now today. But today they're still interested. Christians are so interested in the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Israel, of course, they're, they're interested in the Ark of the Covenant. I can understand why they're interested in the Ark of the Covenant, because they don't understand enough of what's going on. As I said, people, people get saying, oh, you know, the, 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 the rabbis, the rabbis, the rabbis. Yes, the rabbis are well studied. The problem with the rabbis, they spend too much time in what's called the Talmud, which is no more than opinion. And bless God, most of all of, of Israel now is run by the Talmud, not by the Tanakh. You get around them, and bless God, you've got to understand, there's a certain order where you, a way you put your shoes on every day. And if you don't put your shoes on the right order, you sin. And, 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 and it goes on and on and on. And I can stand here for an hour or two hours and, and start telling you things about the, about the Talmud. And bless God, the things that they're so, so stupid about it. And yet they don't have any, they, they don't, if they would just concentrate on the things of God. You know what, that came down to this thing with the blue, the blue in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the tassels that hangs from the four corners of our garments. Bless God, the, the Orthodox wouldn't wear the blue because they didn't know what color. It wasn't, it had to have the exact color blue. And I said to the one rabbi, I said, let me tell you something. There's nothing in that scripture. And I can do, I can go back and look, and, and look into the Hebrew just like you can. And there's nothing in the scripture that God said a certain kind of blue. He said blue. And you know, that's not long ago somebody told me that Israel now just so happens that they found the right snail. That now they're actually uh, putting a blue. Now, I think the rabbi told me that that blue is more of a a green type of a blue than it's going to be the blue blue. But you see, it didn't matter to God. But you know what? That's what that see, that's when, when Yeshua Jesus said, by the traditions of men. See, they, they, they got caught up. They they also took the fountains of life. And bless God they blew it because bless God and their cisterns don't hold any water either. Why? Because bless God that they, they chose they chose the wrong way to go. Now um, I think I want one more verse. And neither shall that be done anymore. And and the reason it's not going to be done anymore is very simple. Is again, God's not in the box. God's in our hearts. And that's where God wanted to be all along. Amen. The tenth chapter of Jeremiah. I love studying these old prophets. That's what I did most of, was study the Old Testament. Why? Because in the Old Testament is a shadow of all of what this is about anyway. It's all there. And then we have some sects of Christianity that does what? They don't even carry a Bible that has the Old Testament in it. The Tanakh is not there at all. Bless God, all they have is the New Testament. And they carry it around. Well, God help us all. Amen. Tenth chapter, Jeremiah. We're going to start in the 19th verse. Woe is me for my hurt. My wound is grievous, but I said truly is a, is a grief, and I must bear it. My tabernacle is spoiled, and all my cords are broken. My children are gone forth of me, and they are not. There is none to stretch forth my tent anymore and to set up my curtains. For the pastors have become brutish. That word brutish is stupid. Now, isn't that something? You mean God had called them stupid? The pastors have become stupid and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper, and all their flocks shall be scattered. Now... You know, my story is very simple to the people, and they still don't seem to want to understand. If, in fact, that pastor is not seeking the face of God, all right, and, and if that pastor is under a doctrine that's contrary to God, and that you're sitting under, do you realize you'll be scattered right along with the rest of them? Now, that word scattered there has got a broad meaning. That word cannot, that don't, that doesn't mean, don't, does not only mean the fact to be scattered from each other. It also means it can be, it can separate you from the Lord God. It can separate you. Now, when, when you look at this and you begin to say, he goes on to say, behold, the noise of, of, of the, of the brute is come and a great commotion, um, a great commotion out of the north country to make the cities of Jerusalem a Judah desolate, a den of dragons. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man, man that walketh to direct his steps. Now, 
I underlined that years and years and years ago, probably 30 years ago. Now, let me, let me, uh, let me again uh, read that. I know that the way of man is not in himself. Now, that, now, now, Jeremiah understood something here. It is not in man that walketh direct his steps. In other words, man cannot direct his steps. Listen, O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, least thou bring me to nothing. Correct me, but don't do it in your anger. Pour out thy fury upon the heathen that know thee not, and upon the families that call, call not on thy name. For they have eaten up Jacob, and devoured him, and consumed him, and have, have made, made his habitation desolate. Now, what he, he's making a, quite a statement here. The first thing he's saying is, pour out the fury upon the heathen, okay? Uh, not, not, not just everybody, even though he's part of that remnant, but he still knows God, and he's still serving God, and he's saying, look, correct me because I'm part of all this and going to be judged. But he said, don't do it in your anger. And that's really what we need to learn from this and understand from that. Judgment is coming to all of us. Now, we've got the doorpost covered with the blood and the testimony of Yeshua. But the fact of it is that judgment is still going to come. The death angel is going to pass over us. The judgment is coming to this earth. And the consequence of all this plague that's coming with this flu thing, bless God, is going to sweep this earth. And bless God, we are going to have to go through it. But God said, uh, but what Jeremiah was saying, uh, you correct me because, see, we're part of this, folks. And we, you can't walk out here and say, oh, look, I'm not part. No, 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 no. We are part of this. We may be going the right directions, and we are. But we're still going to go through this thing because why? We're part of this nation. This nation's going to be judged. We're going to be judged. But, but, but what I really like about it is the fact that he said, pour that, pour, pour, put the, put the fury of, of your anger upon the heathen that don't know you and upon the, and upon the families that call not, not on thy name. Now what is he saying? Go ahead and do that to them. Get the one, get those Christians out there that's not going to believe. And we can say that today, alright? Let that also be poured upon them. Let it be poured upon them. Those that aren't going to keep the covenant. Those that aren't going to keep the festivals, New Moon and Shabbat. Those that aren't going to keep the testimony of Yeshua. Let that be also poured upon them. For they have eaten up Jacob and devoured him and consumed him and made him his habitation desolate. What have they done? They have made the whole thing desolate anyway. The church is dead. That's God. They have, they have became, they have became their own idol. They became, and they're eaten up by their, their own selves because they have become their own idol. And bless God, now we are in a, in a situation, we're in a place where, you know, I, I used this to Donna one time, we are at a place, bless God, in, in, in survival mode. And that's where we're at with this thing. We need to understand something. Please understand the prayer that Jeremiah was praying here. You see, we, we have played this thing, this innocent, old golly gee, Jesus will take care of all this, and Mr. Nice Guy, won't, it won't bother me, and I won't do this. That isn't what those prophets did. Even in the New Testament, you'll pray, you, if you read how Paul prayed, how Paul prayed that, bless God, that judgment would come upon those that had judged him. And bless God, they hear Jeremiah saying the same thing. He said, Lord God, don't judge me. I judge me, but don't judge me in your anger. Don't, but pour the fury out on the heathens and bless God those that bless God that didn't, that didn't uh, call upon you, your children, pour it out upon them. But you see what he was doing? He was saying, look, the same thing we need to say today. We are the righteousness of you, Lord. We walk. We keep Shabbat. We keep Rosh Hashanah, New Moon. We keep the festivals. Bless God, we keep the testimony of your Holy Son, Yeshua. We are deservant to do what? To, to be the remnant that comes through this thing because of that. You pour this, you pour this out, you pour this out. I, I'm going to tell you something. You want to listen. You want to understand what I'm saying tonight. I'm prophetically telling you these are the ways that we're going to start praying. We're going to have to change the way that we pray. We're going to have to change and understand something. We are at a place that we're going to have to survive this thing, and it's not going to be a piece of cake to walk through. It's not going to be a matter of praying a prayer and everything's okay. It's going to be a matter of understanding. Let that pass upon them. Let those of us, God, that didn't have ears, that didn't, that didn't uh, take the fact that they had ears, but didn't let them hear, bless God, uh, let that fury be poured upon them. You take them and their families, but Lord God, you judge us, because we're here also. 
we didn't, we couldn't stop this thing from happening, and it's happening, so we're part of this generation, so the judgment's coming our way, but you let the fury of that judgment pass by us. Don't, don't in your anger judge us. And it will work for you and your family. Take that, let's say it, the prophet of God. Now let's go to Jeremiah 23. God is going to do some marvelous things in these last days. I don't think any of us, I don't think any of us, I, we're just touching. My Lord and my God, uh, you know, when the Lord spoke to me and, and told me, He said, from this day forward, He said, from this day forward, son, He said, I want you to go on every one of these meetings that, that you're in, and when you want to bring the angels, He said, I'm not, you don't, you don't have to wait for me to say tonight there's going to be an angel come. You don't have to wait any longer for that. He said, when you walk into those meetings, you command those two angels and they will come on the scene. And bless God, I've done that now when we were up in New Michigan in those meetings. I told them, I said, tonight, I said, tonight the angel's going to come. And I said, and, and, and God told me what was going to happen. And bless God, and, and where's it ever been, where's it ever been heard of before? Where's this day and age ever been when men can command angels to come? People stood, and bless God, the, the power of God fell upon them. Uh, there were six or seven of them out in the middle aisle, about this wide. And when, when those, and I, I was watching the angels, and, and when those angels passed by them, they all fell and hit the floor at the same time. You couldn't orchestrate that if you'd spent all week trying to get them to do it on the count of three. There'd still been somebody not falling. Down they went. Miracles came. Uh, healings came. When we was in Washington, D.C., those angels came and healings came. People started talking about God healed this and God healed that and how their hands got hot. And I said, those of you that their hands are hot, the places in your body need to be healed. And I started calling out places. You put your hand on your body, you're going to, on that place where you're, with your hands hot on that place in your body, some of the back, some of your necks. And I said, you're going to feel it get warm. That's the anointing of God and you're going to be healed. When we got done, they stood one after another and began to proclaim the fact that, that that's exactly the way all that happened. What's a, what is that? What, that's a sign from God. It's a sign of God saying what? I am available. I am the river of living waters. And where I am invited and where I am uh, praised and worshipped in a proper and correct way, he said, I will show up. I will, take, I, I will take front and center. Let's go to Jeremiah. Did you find Jeremiah 23? Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastors, saith the Lord. Now that's talking to the, talking today, okay, to, as it was then, it parallels, parallels itself to today. And he's saying, he said, uh, woe unto them. When God says woe, that's not a good, that's not a good scene, okay? That, that destroy, they're not, they only, not only scatter, they're destroying the sheep. Of, of whose pastor? It's his pastor. Not our pastor. It's his. Now. Therefore saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Now here's against them. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you evil of your doing, saith the Lord. Now what's going to happen to those pastors? They are going to get visited by God and it's going to come upon them the evil of their doing. It's kind of again back to what, back to exactly what Daniel said. We have managed to pour the curse out upon ourselves. Okay? Now that's what's going to happen to these pastors in these last days. He said, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings. That's exactly what's going to take place. And, and bless God, there's a lot of evil going on. And I will gather the remnant of my flock of all countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. This is directly talking about the Messianic movement of the last day. Okay? That God is going to do what? He's going to gather them. Now again, notice the word remnant here. The remnant out of his flock. He's going to draw... Uh, there again, and we talked about the ones that are chosen of God. We're talking about, bless God, talked about the anointed of God and how that God is, you know, bringing forth. And he goes, he goes on and says, And I will gather them out of the countries, and whether I have driven them, and bring them again to their fold, and they will be fruitful and increase. So we know that this thing is going to increase. And I will set up shepherds over them, which will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. So he's going to raise up shepherds 
that's going to feed them. Okay? Now notice it's not the same pastors. Please note that. That's the reason that, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, curious, very interested right now in watching the way that God is bringing some of these people out. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all.